This is what makes men, men. We're men, right? Indeed we are, sir. Welcome to another episode of the Family Alpha Podcast. This is where Zachary Small is working to keep masculinity in men, in marriages, and in all fathers. The information shared here is meant to be applied. We're changing the world one man at a time. Now, let's get into the episode with Zach Small on the Family Alpha Podcast. It's interesting. As I hit 900 days of sobriety, I look back and reflect on it's not even an achievement that warrants some big celebration. I stopped doing a thing. It doesn't require much effort to not do something. You know, I also don't swim in the ocean with sharks. I don't uh, eat Snickers every day, you know, so I don't drink alcohol. But then I look back at how long it took me to get to that point. And that's what's the impressive part. That's the part that really stands out to me. It's the getting to day one. That's much harder than getting to day 900. You know, people will say, oh, well, people relapse all the time. It's easy to go seven days. It's easy to go 30 days. No, not really. Because what I'm talking about is absolute, you know, sobriety, absolute commitment to the cause, flipping the switch to where you no longer want alcohol. That was the day one that I got to. I got to the point where I just didn't want that in my life anymore. It made me less physically fit. It made me less mentally alert. It made me less of a husband and a father. And those are things that I take great pride in. You know, I love my wife. I love my kids. And I want to be my best self for them. And so to get to the point of giving that up, though, that was the challenge. And that's where my head went today on day 900. It's Christmas Eve. Today's the day where magic is in the air. You know what I mean? Like in everything and everything that you watch, anybody that, that celebrates Christmas, you know, it's one of the holidays I really dig. My wife's all about it. You know, and so... Looking at this day, it is something special to me. And to celebrate 900 days of sobriety on this day, that's fantastic. Because getting rid of alcohol is the greatest gift I've ever given myself. And it stands out as one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. It's up there with joining the military and marrying my wife. You know, those, those are the, the greatest decisions I've ever made for me. And so I want to reflect on that part of this. The 900 days, I got it right once, 900 times in a row. That's how you stay sober. And then tomorrow, I'll be 901 on Christmas Day. And cool, let's march towards another 100. Let's hit 1,000 days. You know, I'm coming up on two and a half. So January 7th will be two and a half years sober. And that's cool. You know, I really dig it. And I'm not one of those guys who every day is sharing my day. But I am one of those guys who tracks the days just because I like seeing that metric rise. I like seeing the number go up. It's the same as people looking at their crypto or their stocks or whatever portfolio they've got going and growing. It's cool to see that thing grow. Not every day are you sharing it, but you also don't reserve yourself from being like, yeah, look where I'm at today. Look where I'm at this week compared to last week or whatever it is. And so looking at that, getting to the point where I could get to day one of knowing it was a different attempt this time, something was different this time, it required me to look at things a little bit differently. It required me to go back to pause you know, for a moment and reflect on the fact that I wasn't quitting for my wife. I wasn't quitting for my kids. I didn't quit because legal issues, you know, I didn't have any trouble with the law or anything like that. There were no DUIs, like nothing happened that forced me to do this for the first time out of the the hundred, not hundred, let's be realistic. I probably tried to quit about 10 times. And for the first time of those 10 times, I did it for me. 
and me alone. We were sitting there, we were having a drink, watching TV, and I was just tired. And I think the fatigue, you know, it was July 6th that night. And so we were still recovering from 4th of July, but also just the world at large was going crazy. So this is July of 2020. And so COVID had hit and like all these things had happened. And I realized that while the world was crazy and there's chaos everywhere, it was the perfect opportunity to bring order into my life. And so that's what I chose to do. I chose to seek the path of order, discipline, commitment to myself, commitment to being my best self. And as I sat there, I had a glass of white wine in my hand. I was spinning it around and I started thinking about me and me alone. What did I want? What did I want to do? Why was I not being consistent when it came to booze? And I looked at it and I saw, you know, it, the, the pros and cons list is so unbalanced. There are like a million cons to what alcohol brings to my life. It's addictive. It, it's inflammatory. You know, it makes me sick when I have too much of it. It makes me fall asleep. It makes me incoherent. It makes me hyper, uh, whatever emotion I'm feeling in that moment. It causes cancer. You know, it leads to getting the munchies, which means you're eating late. All these cons. Now let's look at the pros. Nothing. I don't have social anxiety. I don't need it to calm down. You know, I don't need it to quiet the mind. I'm able to do all that on my own. I was afraid that I couldn't, you know, at the beginning, but I've learned that I can. But in that moment, I realized there were so many cons to this. And so again, I'm just sitting there staring at this glass, you know, swishing it around the thing. And I, I made the decision. I was like, I'm done. I can't keep doing this. And it brings me back to a video I saw, I think it was last month, where Steve-O said that to fully recover, you have to fully admit defeat. And that struck me because I don't quit. I actually wrote a post on this, you know, here on the Substack. You know, I do not quit things. It's not what I do. But I did. I quit one thing. I quit booze. I quit trying to fight it. I quit trying to make myself be able to find a way to make it work. Convincing myself that I needed it. Convincing that there is a way to moderate. I let all that stuff go. And what I did instead, I focused on me. I focused on being my best self. I focused on putting out you know, an honest review of my life to myself. And I did so with the focus on just really aligning with what it is that I actually wanted. Deep down inside, I didn't want to keep playing the game. And I knew it. Like deep somewhere in me, really pushed down, there was a very young Zach who never wanted to go down this path. Like I said, I was suspended from middle school for drinking. So I was drinking before then. And so that I think I was 13 when that happened. So I was probably drinking before 13 years old, sneaking it here and there, obviously not binge drinking or daily drinking, anything like that. But I was, I thought alcohol was a cool thing. And it's something that I wanted and needed to be a cool person, happy, whatever it is. I thought it made everything better. I think there was a Zach before then that didn't want anything to do with it. And I think I found that kid, you know, and he was inside me. And I think by allowing that voice to speak up and say, dude, you don't have to do this. You don't have to be this. Like this doesn't have to be a part of your story. That's what hit. That's what made it work this time. And that's how I got to day one of flipping this switch and saying, I'm done for good. I stopped thinking I needed it. I stopped telling myself it was necessary. I let go of the pressure and the expectations and just this image I built of myself of like the sailor and the veteran and the bearded dude and masculine and shooting guns, drinking whiskey. Like I let all that go. And I was like, what do you want, Zach? Let's go get that thing. And for me, it's not in the cards to drink. And so even after day one, you know, I knew it was different and I got to that point. And so while I sit here on day 900, I'm not surprised. I'm impressed. Like, good job, me, you know, pat in the back, but I'm not surprised at all. 
I knew on day one this was different. I actually reached out to Ed Lattimore, who recently hit nine years of sobriety. So shout out to Ed. But he was a mentor of mine. And I remember talking to him like, dude, I think I'm done for good. No, actually, I think I said I, I am done for good. But should I go public about this and tell people and like try to help others as I start this journey? And I don't remember what he said. <laughs> Reflecting back, I don't remember exactly what he told me or what his advice was. It might have been don't do it. <laughs> but I, I think what he said was he didn't do it until he had a year, maybe two under his belt. And so I, I think he's, he told his story as opposed to telling me what I should do. But he had my back from the beginning. You know, from day one, he answered questions. I uh, had recommendations. I bought his book, Sober Letters to My Drunken Self. I highly recommend that. But when you look at it, you know, I, I reached out. I, I connected. I knew that this was going to last. And so while I'd made public declarations of sobriety and challenges to myself that I failed miserably on on a public scale, this was different. And so I went at it. I went at it and I owned it. I brought it forward. I did my absolute best at letting people know like, hey, this is for real. Like if you want to get on board, join, like we can do this together. And my wife joined me the night I quit. But there aren't many, if any, who joined me from the onset that are still standing. And that's because looking at it, I can bring the motivation. I can bring the inspiration. I can bring all the shins to you. <laughs> what I can't bring to you is you finding that why in your life. And you finding the reason that you're going to flip the switch for good, you know, uh, based on your terms for you. You have to do it for you. That can't be inspired by another. Like, I can't put that fire in you. Like, you got to sit there and scrape the sticks together or rub the stones or crack the rocks or whatever it is. Grab the fucking flamethrower and point it at whatever barn of or a pile of wood that you have inside your mind. You've got to light that sucker up. That's your job. And so find your reasons to do so and let it burn bright. And I'll tell you right now, 900 days in, I'm just as motivated and proud and, and anti-booze <laughs> as I was on day one. I don't sit here. I never mope. You know, I, I can go to the bar with you. I'll shut, I'll shut the bar down. Fuck, I'll go to the bar, order the drinks, have them get spilled over my hands as they're handing them over to me, bring them to you, hand you the shot glasses and sit there and sip my seltzer. No issue at all. I want nothing to do with alcohol. You know, I, I don't want a single thing to do with it. I don't like it. I don't like the pass it gets. I don't like that the fact that we have global events happening that are sponsored by alcohol companies while this liquid poison kills people, six-figure people, hundreds of thousands a year, every year. I, I don't like that. It destroys families. It destroys so much. And it, the the <laughs> the insanity of seeing the NFL sponsored by like Budweiser or an ad being run there, and the next thing you see is breast cancer awareness when alcohol causes breast cancer, it is not lost on me. And so all that aside before I go down that rabbit hole, one of the things I really wanted to share with you today is I hope you have a great Christmas Eve. I'm very proud of me hitting this milestone. And if you're out there and you're wondering what it is you could do to get yourself moving in this direction, please listen to everything that I said. Go forward and think about that. Go apply it as well. Think about what your why is, you know, what your driving force is, what it is inside of you. Listen to that little voice within. And I say little, not in the sense that it has to be like your, your child self, like I said about me. You know, but it's one that's drowned out with your habits and your justifications and your excuses and all these things trying to make it work. Find that one voice in there that says, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want this to be a part of my life anymore. Hold that tight, listen to it, and you'll find a way to make it work. I'm telling you, I lived it. I was binge drinking for 20 years. And when I say binge drinking, I'm not talking like, oh, I had a six pack. Like I drank hard. I drank way too much. You know, and it was bad. And not in the sense that I was punching holes in the wall or freaking out or losing my mind. It was just bad. And like how much I could drink, it was disgusting. And obviously that's going to lead to issues. 
you know, I can still feel my brain recovering. My memory is sharp now where before I was like, Oh, I have a bad memory. You know, my body is tightening up where before I was like, Oh, you know, I don't know what's going on. It must be the stress holding on. No, it wasn't the stress. It was the booze. I was presenting my, or preventing myself from being in a, a stable homeostasis where my body was operating healthily. Cause I kept drowning it with poison night after night after night, you know? So I got away from it. And again, it's the greatest decision I've ever made. You know, it, it ranks in the top three, 100% for sure. And I guess it depends on the day, which one's number one, but there's no regrets. I've lost nothing in my life. Everything has gotten better. And when I say like, it, it doesn't magically fix, you know, health. Like I had to work out. It doesn't fix finances though. Actually it does really because you're not wasting money, but relationships, like I had to do the work to deal with these things. I had to do the work to deal with the, the trauma and the, the issues that were driving me to want to numb certain things away. And I realized that that survival behavior of just laughing it off and drinking it away and numbing it out, that wasn't solving problems. And while that might have worked in my youth, it was destroying me as an adult. And so I've built a life with too much to lose, and I can't keep pulling the batteries out of the smoke detector, pretending that the fire isn't burning. That fire is still burning. It needs to be faced. You need to hear it. And so for you, please listen, apply, put everything that I just discussed into motion. If you want to go all in on some accountability, if you're a man, you can go in with the Fraternity of Excellence. That's a private men's group that I run with Anthony Migliorino, you know, but we cover all aspects of life. If you're just looking to get a sober group for men or women, you know, my wife and I, we have a private telegram. It's called the Sober Self. You know, it used to be marketed as 365 to sobriety, but I changed the brand there because it's not about the year. You know, I initially went into like, oh, dedicate a year, man, dedicate one day, dedicate one day to not being the other self, the person you become when you drink, become your best self, the sober self, the real you become that person. There's a link below. You can check it out. I look forward to seeing you guys in your journey. And for those that are on the fence and that do choose to commit, if you do so now, I look forward to seeing you crush 2023 as that being your first calendar year in however many years. But 2021, my first calendar year sober, and I hit one year sober. 2022, my second calendar year sober. 2023, that'll be the third. And so here we go. Let's keep this thing rolling forward. I appreciate you for tuning in. You've just finished another episode of the Family Alpha Podcast. Now go out and apply what you've learned. And be sure to follow Zach on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Small underscore. Also, be sure to check out Zach's work at thefamilyalpha.com and his private men's community, thefraternityofexcellence.com.